Welcome to the podcast of Church on the Rock in New Albany, Indiana. We believe the message you're about to hear will encourage you today. This morning, I want to talk about um, kind of a, a, a message uh, to challenge you a little bit, uh, just as our church, we're growing and we're moving ahead. And uh, so... Even if this isn't your home church, I believe you'll get something out of it. But this is specifically for those who feel like this is your home church. Like this is where you're supposed to be. Uh, Even if you're not technically a member. uh, If you're coming all the time and you want this to be your home church, you're in. We accept you. We love you. You're in. Um, So this is for everybody, but specifically those of you who feel like this is your church home and your community. I want to challenge you with some things as we grow as a church today. And I was going to wait to talk about this till next year, but I felt like I need to talk about it before we go into the holiday season and start the new year. Just a little heads up for the next several weeks into December. The plan is today we're going to talk about what I'm going to share in a second. And then uh, (laughs) there's a lot. So uh, then we're going to go into a series and we're going to talk about money. For, for three weeks, we're going to talk about what the Bible says about money, and we're going to have an end-of-year offering as a church, and we're going to have some outreach opportunities for you as well. Then after that, we're going to have three weeks of Christmas fun and activities. You guys remember we did a bunch of fun stuff last year for Christmas. We're going to do a bunch of fun stuff this year, and so that's what the next several weeks, seven to eight weeks looks like is today. Then we're going to do three weeks talking about what God says about your money prosperity, blessing, what does the Bible say about that, and then we're going to do three weeks of Christmas and end it with just a big party. So isn't that great? But today I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you about some things as we grow as a church. So uh, let's turn to Isaiah 54 and we start in verse 2. Isaiah 54 and verse 2. Now Isaiah was a prophet. He was speaking to God's people. He says, Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Let's jump back to verse 2. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. So today I want to talk about growing up and stretching out. Growing up and stretching out. So I've been thinking about our church, which I think about it every day of my life. Um, You guys remember Sister Act 2? You remember Sister Act 2? It's still one of the greatest movies of all time. Soundtrack is the best by far. But do you remember um, they were talking to uh, the, the one girl in the movie who had a great singing voice, and she said, if you wake up in the morning thinking about singing, and all day you think about singing, and at lunchtime you think about singing, and in the afternoon you think about singing, and at dinner time you think about singing, and you go to bed thinking about singing, and you dream about singing, guess what? You need to be a singer. Y'all remember that? 
That's kind of how my brain works about church. And it's worked that way all 36 years of my life. I wake up in the morning thinking about church. I don't even try to. I wish I didn't some days. All day I think about church. At lunchtime I think about church. At dinner time I think about church. I go to bed thinking about church. I dream about church. Guess what? I should be a pastor, shouldn't I? It's just in me. It's in me. So I'm always thinking about church. I'm always thinking about you guys. I'm always thinking about how can we make this thing better? How can we do more? How can we be the church we're called to be? I'm always thinking about that. And so I feel like God gave me this verse this past week about where our church is at. And it said in Isaiah 54 that he was speaking to God's people, Isaiah the prophet, and he said, God says he wants you to enlarge the place of your tent. And he wants you to stretch out, stretch out, so you can take new ground. Then he says, I want you to lengthen those cords of your tent, and I want you to strengthen your stakes. Why? Because God wants to do something new. He wants to do something more. He wants you to grow. But guess what? We have to do something first for God to grow and move in our life. Now, the thing is, when we do things like that, when we start growing and we start stretching, that means there's challenges. There's challenges. And you got to realize in life, you're going to be challenged either way. So might as well choose your challenges. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you could choose the path. If I grow, I'm going to be challenged. And if I don't grow, I'm going to be challenged. So I'd rather choose the path of growth and be challenged. Because at least my life is going somewhere. At least I'm moving forward. At least I'm trying to accomplish something that God has for me. But either way, you will be challenged. But I prefer the growth challenge, not the non-growth challenges. So this is what's been happening in our church in the past year or so. We've had a lot of challenges, not bad challenges, growing challenges. That's a good place to be. We, we, we've had to do things around here like we need more Kids on the rock workers. Why? Because we have more kids. That's a good challenge. We need more people on our teams around here because we have more people. We need, we need the facilities to look better. We, we're, we're changing the room here. We're updating this. We're, we're fixing the live stream. We got a new, new screen. We're, we're, we're constantly changing things. Why? Because it's a challenge because of growth. It's a good challenge. So this is where our church is at because I was asking God, I'm like, you know, like we, we got over the years of the bad challenges, but now we have a different set of challenges. Why didn't they tell me this when I signed up to be a pastor? Dad, why didn't you tell me this? When he tried to, okay. But when you experience challenges, you experience stretching. Man, that always doesn't feel good, does it? Now, in, in our church, we're stretching. If somebody, some of you in here say, man, pastor, I feel like you, you keep stretching us. I am. You know why? Because we're growing. We're changing. We're moving. And you got to stretch to grow. You got to stretch to step into what God has for you. You got to stretch to change. 
And that's what we're doing in, a, in our church. But I feel like that's not just for our church. That's for all of you in your personal life. Some of you have felt that over the past few years. You feel like, man, I feel like I'm being stretched. It's not a bad thing. But man, we're stretching. Why? Because God's trying to grow something in your life. He's trying to change something in your life. He wants more for you. But you can't just get there staying in your comfort zone. You have to stretch out. To step into what God has for you. Because he has more for you. He has more for you personally. He has more for your family. But he has more for this church. This church has had a great foundation. But we are not done growing and changing. We're stretching. So I was talking to God about it. I was like, God, I feel like it just there's a lot of challenges. And it feels like we're just stretching and stretching and stretching. He goes, yeah. Because you're in a growing season. And this is what happens in a growing season. If you don't want to grow, you won't have those challenges. I said, God, why take back those words? Because that's not what I meant. I was just just asking a question. I'll take the challenge. I'll take the stretch. But many of you can feel that in your own personal life when God's trying to move you ahead and change some things. Man, I feel stretched out. The thing is, You have to make room for growth or growth won't happen. You have to make space for God in your life so he can fill it. If you don't make room for him, if you don't make room for growth, God will have no place to fill. But it takes stretching to get there. We have to stretch and stretching could be uncomfortable. It could feel awkward. You feel painful, but if there's no stretching in your life or in this church, there's no growth. Everything that God has for us is outside of our comfort zone, but we have to stretch to get there. Let's read this again in Isaiah 54 and verse 2. God's speaking to his people, but I feel like he's speaking this to us today, not just the people in the Old Testament. He gave me this verse for us this morning. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Verse 3. For you shall expand. That's what we're doing, church. To the right, to the left. And your descendants will inherit the nations and you will make the desolate cities inhabited. I noticed that's interesting because... One of the words spoken over this church is we're called to be a region-changing church. And some of the promises for people that are growing and stretching is they're going to make the cities that were once desolated and they were once forsaken and once broken, those cities are going to come back to God. That's what it says in those verses. Those cities are going to be a place of restoration and healing. Those cities are going to be redeemed and restored. Those cities or those regions are going to come back when... We enlarge. When we stretch out, when we make room for growth, then God says, I will expand you to the right and to the left, and then your children and your children's children and the nations and the cities will be filled with my people. But you got to stretch. Now, I go to the gym quite often. It's obvious. Right. Thank you, Mr. Dan Wells. I just told Morgan this last night. I said, I don't get any credit for being muscular around here. 
That was a personal conversation me and Morgan had in the house. I'm like, I go to the gym like five days a week, and I've been doing this for a long time. And, and I'm constantly trying to pursue something. Not, I don't want to be a bodybuilder. Your pastor does not want to be a bodybuilder. But I want to be healthy. I want to be strong. I want to run the race that God has for me and not die when I'm 55 years old because I didn't take care of myself. I've got a long race to run. And also I have an 11-year-old daughter. That's the main reason. God's will, daughter. Daughter is, is leaning a little heavy on the daughter side. She's 11, so there's going to be boys looking at her, and they need to know her dad can handle his business. I don't need a real gun. I got these guns. And I'll crush your head, little boy. I'll do whatever it takes. I was talking about like stuff like this a while back, and then somebody tried to pull, well, you know, you know, Jesus, he was nonviolent. And I said, yeah, and Jesus didn't have a daughter either. Because if Jesus did, Jesus would have thrown down if necessary. I am so not on my message. I really need to give back. Muscles. Okay, that's where I was going. So I try to work out, and, and then I tell Morgan. Why am I not getting enough credit? I'm walking around this house with, with muscles. Ain't nobody commenting on them. Ain't nobody saying anything about them. Why am I going to the gym then? Come on. You got to notice the gains. I don't take pre-workout for nothing. But there's something you want to do. If you want to use your muscles and you want to get strong, you got to stretch. You got to stretch. Now, that's not always fun. It's not, it's not always uh, exciting to do, but if you want to grow your muscles, you got to stretch out. Sometimes it feels awkward, sometimes it feels painful, but no pain, no gain. You got to stretch. And if we want to grow in our personal life and we want to grow as a church, we got to stretch. Because when we stretch, we're making room for God to fill it. We're making room so God can grow something in our life. But we got to stretch out first so God can grow us and grow this church. But it takes stretching. And you know, in the gym, when you're just stretching out, nobody puts that on their highlight videos and their YouTube videos when they're just stretching. But if you don't stretch in the gym... You go get hurt. You got to stretch because when you stretch, you're making room for that muscle to grow. How much more what God wants to do in our life, we have to stretch out. Isaiah 54, 2. Notice these words. They jumped out to me. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. Now, jump back to verse 2 real quick. Lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. Notice that. Lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. Now, once again, I'm speaking to you if this is your home church. If this is where you feel called to be. Side note. If this isn't your home church, you need a home church. You do. Whether it's this one or another one, you need one. There's no such thing as a believer who is strong and growing and thriving without a local church. 
No such thing. There's no such thing in your Bible, in the Old or New Testament. God's people always did life in community. All of the New Testament are literally local churches that these books are written to, are local church leaders. You need a local church. So if it's not this place, please go find your place. Because you need one. You need a church. But if this is your home church, I want to talk to you today about how we start stretching and start growing and, and, and how that you have a part to play in this. Notice it says, I need you to lengthen. So, so lengthen means that God's going to take us into some new things, so, some new opportunities, some, some new growth, some new people, some new things God's doing. But also, I want you to strengthen your stakes. So I want the foundation to be right. I want to make sure that, that, that the people that have been there a while, I mean, they're strong, they're in the ground, because you can't grow something without a strong foundation. Now, we are blessed at this church because we got a lot of strong people who've been in God 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, so we have a strong foundation. But you have to have a strong foundation to be able to build something large, be able to grow something large. Because you have to have strong stakes in the ground. So God says he wants us to lengthen. He wants us to do new things. He wants new people involved. New opportunities. New ministries. New new, uh, things that God wants to do. But also he wants you to strengthen your stakes. Why? Because if you just lengthen and don't strengthen, that tent's coming down. Because it has to have some stability. You can grow, but you need a strong healthy foundation, and we do it, Church on the Rock. Thank the Lord for it. So we're all a part of this for the place that God is taking us. Some of us are strengthened people in here. Some of us are lengthened people in here. But we need both of you to grow into what God has for us. Are you with me? Thank you for letting me speak freely this morning. So in the last year or so, we have needed more help as a church and that's a part of being a growing church so I want to challenge you with some things I took a uh, communication test on what kind of communicator I am and I scored the highest on a challenger that's my gift so if you feel challenged on Sunday guess what I'm using my gift I'm a challenger But why do I challenge you guys? Am I trying to pick on people? I just had an irritating week. Let me go challenge somebody. No, my gift is to challenge you. Why? Because I want more for you. I want God's best in your life. And I'm not a good pastor if I keep that information to myself and don't tell you what could help you. What could change your life? What could help you grow? What could help you move forward? If I keep that to myself, I'm not a good pastor and I should get out of the ministry. So if I ever challenge you, I'm challenging you to bring you into what God has for you. To bring you up into where God wants to take you. I'm challenging you. Why? Because God has challenged me and he's trying to bring us into a greater place. A greater place of growth, a greater place of increase, a greater place that God can move in our personal lives, but in this church. So that's why I challenge, because I want to help your life. So I'm going to challenge you a little bit. But this is this is one of the problems we've we've had, the challenges we've had at our church. It's a real simple fix. So we have had 
challenges because we have a, a lot of different teams and areas in our church we need help in, but we haven't had enough help. So this is what happens in a church like us because we're not a mega church. We're also not a super tiny church either. We're kind of in the middle. But this is what happens in a church like us because there's not enough help. There's a small group of people in our church that do 10 things, 15 things, 20 things because a lot of other people don't do one thing. You with me? Now, how many of you know that's not right if this is your home church? There should not be people that have to do 15 departments and do 20 things at church when there's other people that are here every week receiving, saying, oh, I love you, pastor. I love this church. I'm receiving the word, and you guys aren't doing anything. Uh, I'm just challenging you here. Think with me here. And we as a church, we've done great so far, but we can't live that way forever. It's not sustainable for growth. It's not the way that we're going to have a growing church because how many of you know we're not always going to be this amount of people? We're not. We have a, you know, a little bit over 200 people that go to our church. But we're not always going to be a little bit over 200. So... If we have that issue right now, let's amplify that to 400 people. Then that would mean that inner group of people would have to do 40 things. What about when we have 600 people? What about when we have 800 people? What about when we have 1,000 people? That's why we have to fix the challenge now before we get there. Why? Because God says you got to make room for growth. you got to prepare for growth. You stretch out, and then I'll fill it. You make a bigger place, then I'll fill it. You make room for me, but you, all of us got to stretch to do it. you got to lengthen your stakes. you got to strengthen your cords. And when we do that, God says he will fill it, and we will grow. But if we don't stretch as a church, we won't grow. You with me? Now, once again, when I say stuff like that, I'm not mad at you. I'm not upset at you, but I am trying to challenge you. Because all of us are a part of this. When we lengthen our stakes and we strengthen ourselves as a church, when we enlarge and when we stretch out, I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about all of us in here, and we got to want that. But we won't grow and we won't have a sustainable church that, that the people that come to our church needs will be met unless everyone gets involved and everyone is a part of what he's doing. A great pastor once said one time, let's be all in. Y'all remember that? That still fits today. All of us need to be all in with what God is doing. Now, I'm just laying the foundation for where we're going today. Let me take you a few more steps. But here's the wonderful news about today. We have more than enough people in this church to have all the teams met and all the helps areas we need and more if everyone just did their part. It would be easy. Doesn't that sound good? 
And it's true. We have more than enough people to be in all the teams and all the helps areas and to do everything God has called us to do. And we have even extra people if everyone just did their part. So today, in the rest of my message, I want to talk to you about stretching. And I want to talk to you about the importance of the part that you play in your local church. Quiet in this Methodist Assembly of God church this morning. So let me stretch you. Now, there's two different people I'm talking to today. There's some people in our church that have been doing, been involved helping and serving in church. And, and maybe you're still doing it, but maybe your attitude's gotten off. Or maybe you're just doing it because, you know, that's just what you do. Or, or maybe you're not as faithful as you used to be in that area. I'm talking to you today. But I'm also talking to you in here that you say, I love this church, Pastor, and, and, I, and I love you, and I want to build this church, and I want to I be a part of a growing church, a region-changing church. Well, I'm going to stretch you today to say, hey, you need to get involved. You need to be a part. You need to just go beyond just sitting on a Sunday morning, which is great. If you're brand new today, I'm not talking to you. But if you've been coming and this is your home church, I'm going to challenge you to say, take the next step and get involved with us helping. Because if everyone does their part at Church on the Rock, it will be easy. It will be easy. And you don't realize for a church our size, we do way more than other churches our size. You know why? Because we do have such a strong group of givers financially and people that are on teams and people that are praying we have such a strong group of people, but how much more could we do if it wasn't just a certain portion of our church, but all of us, come on, I'm helping you if you're listening today, went all in. What if all of us were giving financially? What if all of us were serving and helping? What if all of us were praying? What if all of us were faithful and consistent and in life groups and helping each other out? Man, that is a church that's growing. But what is it going to take for you individually? If I say something that challenges you today, what is God trying to say through your pastor today? You need to stretch. Well, I don't know if I could help. That might stretch you. Good. I don't know if I got enough time in my week. But, you know, me volunteering at church might stretch you. That's the point. I mean, I don't know if I could start giving financially to church. Would it stretch your finances? God challenges us when he tells us to stretch. Now, why? So he can fill it. So we can grow. We have to make room for growth in our life. You with me? There's so many places I could go today. I want you to know as your pastor, your part matters. There's no insignificant member of Church on the Rock. And if anyone told you that, please tell me who they are so I can slap them as soon as possible. In the Lord, of course. I'll just act like it's a prayer line. Come out in Jesus' name. I didn't come for deliverance. No, but you needed it. There's no insignificant people that come to this church. There's a reason God has you here. There's a reason God has called you 
here. There's a reason that God wants you involved. It's because he wants to stretch your life. So, your part matters. When we do what God has called us to do, it helps us. It changes us. When we get to serving others and helping others, there's something that takes place and God moves and God changes stuff in our own life. Jesus said it himself that it's more blessed to give than to receive. Now let's look at a few verses here. If you've got your Bibles with you, let's look at Ephesians 4. You guys okay? Everybody good? Okay. Ephesians 4. We'll park there for a second. So we're talking about the importance of your part matters. Now, when, when I talk about your part matters, let's look at what Jesus did in his life. Jesus, speaking of specifically serving and helping others, Jesus, it says, was the servant of all. Jesus exemplified this in his life. Jesus was seen throughout the Gospels. He served his disciples. He served the poor. He served the broken. He served the hurting. It says in some places Jesus washed his disciples' feet. Now, y'all, we have never asked you to do that at Church on the Rock. But why did Jesus do that? Because he was a servant. He was all about helping others. And if Jesus is our example, we should live that same way. Not just in church, but in our entire life. In Philippians 2, Jesus, it was spoken of Jesus was the servant of all. It says that Jesus humbled himself to the place of a servant. Why? So he could help other people. He humbled himself to the place and took on the form of a servant, even though he was God, to go to the cross, to die in our place. Why? Because Jesus was always serving people. In the Gospels it says about Jesus, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Now, he's our example. So if Jesus served everyone, if Jesus gave his life for others, then all of us should do the same. Are you with me? Now, if he's a person we say we're following, we should do that. But specifically, I'm talking about what you do in the local church. If Jesus was a servant of all, we should be a servant like him. We should follow his example. Now, this is what I've seen a lot of times in my life. You know, people come to church and and say, you know, Pastor, I got these big dreams. Got these big plans. You know, God wants to do this in my life and that in my life. And, and I'm just like, great. But it's usually those same people that never will stay after to clean up. I said, I'm going to challenge you. I can't help in a kid's class when they're asked. Can't put up some tables and chairs. Can't work the live stream when they're asked. Can't mow the grass when they're asked. But yet say, God's going to use me. Oh, he's going to use me. Oh, he's got big plans and big dreams. No, he doesn't until you get faithful with the small stuff. 
If you can't gut, cut the grass, he ain't going to bless your business. If you can't, can't stay after and do some tables and chairs, you're not a prophetess to the nations. Because you got to be faithful in the small stuff so he can prove you faithful in that and then he'll give you the big stuff. Are you with me? But you realize it starts in the local church. God's heart is his church. Jesus said he's only building one thing, which is his church on the earth. So we should be building his church on the earth. How do we do that? A big part is serving and helping in our church. The church only gets better when people serve and help the church. It gets worse when nobody serves and helps their church. Now, once again, most of you are doing a fantastic job. But I want to challenge the people who aren't doing anything. And maybe you want to. I've just never talked about it. Or maybe you've been doing something a long time, but you just need a little more life in it. You need a little more faithfulness. You need to get back on why you're doing what you're doing. It's so important. Jesus said he's building his church on the earth, and we get to be a part of building it. Now, not just this church, but all churches. But if God puts you here, then you need to build this place. Not for the fame and glory of Jordan Jacobs. Not for church on the rock, but we have a call on this church to do big things for God. We are called to be a region-changing church. And it's going to take a lot of work and serving and giving and helping and praying to get there. And all of us play a part in it. And guess what? When we get to heaven one day, I'm preaching and you guys are acting like I'm not. When all of us get to heaven one day, he's not going to say, Jordan Jacobs, come on up here. He's going to say, all of Church on the Rock, all the times you served, you see the fruit in your life. All the times you gave, here's all the people that got healed. All the times you helped somebody out at church, here's all the people that got delivered. This is what you did. This was the region that was changed. Why? Because you got involved with what God was doing. And you decided I'm not going to just be a Sunday morning only Christian and never stretch outside my comfort zone. But I'm going to be a part of what God's doing. If he says to stretch, I'm going to stretch. If he says to enlarge, I'm going to enlarge. If he says to lengthen my cords, I'm going to lengthen my cords. Why? Because me not being a part will only hold my church back. Jesus was the servant of all. If Jesus, who is God, who is the only one in here that deserves to be served, he's the only one who could literally sit back and like, y'all, I'm the one who needs to be served. But Jesus was the servant of all, and he lived his life serving and helping others. We should do the same. Are you with me? Notice, not just at church, but church is a big part of it. But outside the four walls of the church, we should look like Jesus does. But what does Jesus care about? Jesus cares about building his church. He does. That's the solution to the world's problems is the local church. That's the hope of the world is the local church. How's the world going to be changed? How's the world going to be reached? It's the local church. local church. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And we get to be a part of building that. Yeah. 
So, let me ask you, when you have all these big plans and things that God put in your heart, and I'm not doubting that He did, sometimes we're wondering, well, why am I not getting there? Why is it not happening? And God's usually saying, well, are you being faithful in the areas I've asked you to serve? Because whether we know it or not, they're attached to something bigger. If you can't clean the toilets at church, you can't preach in this pulpit. I used to for a season. Brother Dale had me on the vacuum cleaner. If you can't be faithful with the money that God does give you to honor Him with your wealth and your increase, God's not going to give you a million dollar business. Now you might get it, but it won't be God's blessing on it. Why? Because God says you got to be faithful with the small things and then I will give you more. It's attached. So many people don't see it's attached, but if God cares about His church, we need to build His church. And yeah, God wants to see the plans and dreams in your heart come to pass, but how about we build His house first and then He'll build our house. How about we put His things first and then He will put the things in our life in the order that they need to be in. But we have to do something first. Here's a good quote for you. If you're too big to serve, you're too small to lead. Is it the lighting or did you guys receive that? Once again, a lot of us, and not necessarily just in church, but just in life, we're like, man, I, I got big things ahead of me. and I'm going to be a leader here. If you're too big to serve, you're too small to lead. Because the path that Jesus took and the path that we should take is servant leadership. Is that I came to serve and give my life for many. So, thinking about this, now we're Americans. I know some of y'all want to just... You want me to put the flag up and start singing, I'm proud to be an American. There's pluses and minuses with being American. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes us Americans don't always think right about stuff, but we assume we're right. Why? Because we're Americans. Right? Don't take my guns. Don't take my flag. I'm right. God bless America. Get her done. Okay. I do love America. I'm just trying to make some jokes here. But here's one thing, especially in the Western world in America, that we just grow up thinking this and believing this. We grow up as consumers which is kind of different than most of the rest of the world. But that seeps over into our relationship with God in the church. So this is what happens. Most Americans come to church. Why? What can I get out of this? What's in it for me? 
pastor, because I ain't coming to your stinking church if I'm not getting something out of it. That's a very American way to look at God's kingdom and God's church. But how many of you know that's opposite from the way we should be? But see, that, that, that seeps in over into the way we think about church. That's why most people go from church to church to church to church because we're waiting for someone to meet all of our needs. And if it's not the way I want it, I'm not coming because I'm a consumer, not a contributor. Which is not the way of Jesus, by the way. So we go to North Side one week and Southeast one week and East Side one week and Graceland one week and Church on the Rock one week. Whoever will meet my needs and promote me and I get to do what I want in this church, then I'll go there. Which is not the way of Jesus. Instead of thinking, now once again, I'm not talking to you if you're brand new, but if you've been here a while, you need this message. You got to go beyond the place of just coming to church to be a consumer. And I I agree, you do need to come to church to receive, but that should not be the only reason you're coming to church. When you start maturing in God, when you start stretching in God, He will stretch you to the place that you start growing up and start saying, what can I bring to church? Not what can I just get out of church? What kind of offering could I bring today? Not just what can I get out of church? What, who can I help in this church? Not just what can I get out of church. You start thinking about, I want to start contributing to this thing, not just consuming. But it's hard for all of us, including me. Why? Because we were just born consumers. We as Americans think about us. What do I get out of? And that's okay for a season, but you got to grow up past that and say, no, but what can I give into this? How can I make this church better? How can I give financially to it? If this is my home church, then I care about it. How can I start serving on a team? How can I start helping out? Why? Because that builds a church. So we got to go from this consumer mindset to the contributing mindset. Or guess what? You will be going from church to church to church the rest of your life. Because none of them will ever meet all your needs. They won't. Instead, we need to go from consumer to contributing. What am I bringing? What am I doing? How am I serving? How am I giving? How can I make this thing better? Why? Because I care about it and I want it to be great for other people, not just me. How can I contribute and not just be a spectator on the sides, but be a participator with what God is doing? That's what God has called all of us to do. And I want to challenge you with this thought. Some of us think that you're wondering why your relationship with God is stagnant and your relationship with church is stagnant. It's because you're not doing anything. It will stay that way until you actually start getting involved in what God's doing. Because that's God's will for your life, for all of us in here. To not just consume, 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 but to start consuming and 
contributing and participating and being a part of it. I love this quote. It says, some would rather search to find a better church than serve to build a better church. I don't know about you, but I choose to build God's house. To build it to the place it needs to be. To stop thinking about myself when I come to church every week. Well, Amzie did not play the song I like today. Okay, Karen. So, so I can't receive anymore because I only feel the anointing on the one song. Well, I don't know if I agree with what Morgan was wearing during the offering time. It was kind of distracting. Consumer, what are you contributing to this? Pastor seemed a little challenging today. Yes, that's the point. Because if you're not challenged, you will never change. And I'm not building a church so we can have a bunch of church people that are the same 50 years from now. I'm not. You come to church, why? To change. You come to church to grow. You come to church because why? God has more for you. And unless your pastor challenges you to do that, you'll never get there. That's why I do it. Or we could just play nice church. <laughs> God bless y'all. Just be like a lot of dead churches in this community with only gray heads and still singing the same song they sang 70 years ago, as unanointed as it's always been. Or we can stretch. Come on, are you with me today? Are you with me today? Or we can stretch. Because God has more for us. And we can stretch because God wants to grow us. And we can stretch and get out of our comfort zone. Because that is God's will for your life. He's got more for you, church. But unless you step into it, it will never happen. What does it take? Stretching. Woo. Enlarge the place of your tent. The Bible says, and stretch forth, lengthen, and strengthen your stakes. Why? Because God has more for you. God has more for you personally, for your family, but God has more for this church. But we got to stretch. We can't stay the same. We can't keep doing the same old, same old, or we're going to keep getting the same results. God has more for us, church. Man, I got to, I got to wrap this up, but I got so much I want to say to you today. Are you still with me? I got Miss Marion and my dad. That's all I need. They both said amen at the same time. I'll take it. But we got to go from being a consumer to a contributor. That's where the real life is. Now, I know some of y'all are going to say a smart comment in your head when I say this. But let me go ahead and say it. I haven't come to church for myself in like 25 years. Well, of course, because you're the pastor and you get paid to do that. See, I said don't make that smart comment in your head. It's not just because I'm the pastor. It's because a long time ago I went from, I'm not coming to church for me. I'm coming to church so I can see other people set free. 
I'm not coming to church just for me because I'll get something out of it, no doubt about it. But I'm coming to church because I want to see new people saved and healed and delivered. I'm not coming to church for me so they can play my favorite songs and do my favorite thing. I'm coming to church because of you guys, and I know when we're together, we can encourage each other. I stopped coming to church for me 25 years ago. But I should not be the only people in here feeling that way. If you've been in God a while and this is your home church, you should get to this place of maturity that, yeah, I'm going to receive when I'm here, but I'm here to give. I'm here to help. I'm here to serve. This is not even about me. I will receive, trust me, when I'm helping others, but I'm here to grow this thing, to help new people, to strengthen and lengthen what Church on the Rock has for us. That's what I'm here for, not just for me. And hear me, church, it's way more fun and way more fulfilling to come to church for you guys than me. It really is. If I was just coming to church for me, I wouldn't be too excited on a Sunday morning. But you know, when I get to be here to minister to you guys and do what I'm called to do, you're all I could think about. And I'm so excited. If I was coming for just me, man, it wouldn't be that exciting. Why? Because that's not God's will for my life. My will for my life is to help you. To strengthen you. To serve you. But all of you in here, that's your call as well. To do that with each other. To do that with this church. To do that with all the new people that are coming to our church. That we stop just coming to church for us, we come to church for others. That's when it gets exciting. That's when, oh man, you can't wait to come to church. That's when your spiritual life really starts moving. Why? Because you're being just like Jesus. Are you receiving what I'm saying today? This is so good. In the New Testament, and I'm just going to quote a few things real quick, and we're going to wrap it up. Some of you are like, please. Get us out of here, Pastor. Land the plane, please. 1 Corinthians 12, in the New Testament, it talks about the church of Jesus is the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12 says, there's one body, but many members. There's unity and diversity. But listen to me here. It says that each part has its own special part to play. Everyone has their own gift and grace that they bring to the body of Christ. It goes on and says in 1 Corinthians 12 that one part's an eye, one part's an ear, one part's an arm, one part's a toe. Some of y'all are armpits in here. I won't name names, but I have a few ideas in my head. (laughs) But all parts, listen, are needed and matter. But then it goes on and says, and if one part is missing, it affects the whole body. Stay with me. Some of you that are just coming to church doing nothing, you're thinking, oh, this is not affecting anybody. It's just me. No, it's not. The Bible says if one part's not doing their part, it affects the whole body. You not doing your part could be holding back our entire church. That's what it says in 1 Corinthians. 
But here's something else that happens when one part of your body isn't working. All the rest of the parts of the body have to work harder to make up for it. Didn't I tell you at the beginning of this, that's what's happening in our church? There's a small group of people having to do 10, 15, 20 things because some other people are doing nothing. So in your body, you realize all the rest of the organs that are already working, if one part's not working, your heart has to work harder, your lungs have to work harder, and it makes your body weaker, makes your body sickly. And eventually your body dies if certain parts of your body stop working, your body can't handle it. I know I'm challenging you, but that's what the Bible says. And if we understand that about our natural body, how much more our spiritual body, the church of God, the body of Christ. If one part is missing, it hurts all the parts of the body. But notice if all the parts are working right, the body's healthy, the body's strong, and it's easy for all the parts of the body. Remember what I said at the beginning? If everyone did their part in our church, everything would be easy. Life groups would be easy. Teams would be easy. Finances would be easy. Now, once again, majority of you guys are doing a fantastic job, but I want to just challenge you to come up, step up. Because when one part's missing or not working, it affects all the body. Now, some of you would be like, my big toe does not matter at all. Step on that Lego in the middle of the night. Trust me, step on that Lego, full force. It will be the only part of the body that you ever thought mattered. Forget your heart, forget your lungs, forget your brains, your big toe. Up to then, you could not care about your big toe. But why? When one part of the body is hurting, or it's not working right, or it's missing, it affects all the body. So as your pastor, what am I doing? I'm asking all of the parts of the body to be a part of the body. All the parts of the body to participate, to contribute. All the parts of the body to be there and, and to show up and to work. Why? So the whole body will be healthy and strong and thriving. That's God's will for this church. A few more verses. Yeah, it's awful quiet when I said that. Mm-hmm. Acts 6. This was the beginning of the church. And in Acts 6, it says the early church was rapidly growing, but the growth could not be sustained because they needed more people helping. Acts 6, you can look at it later for time's sake. I just got to quote it to you. Acts 6, verse 1 through 7. It says that they were distributing food to people in need. They needed people to help. And they said that the pastors kept having to go do that so they didn't have time for prayer and to minister the word. So the early church got together and said, we need seven men to get into a helps team, to start helping out and serving. Now, some of you think something like this would not dramatically affect the church, but it did. Why? 
Because if one part of the body's missing, it hurts the rest of the body. And every part matters. But this is literally what they asked them to do. They didn't ask them to intercede. They didn't ask them to get up and preach. They didn't ask them to lead a life group. They asked them to do some tables and chairs. So for some of y'all that's that are sneaking out every time somebody says, hey, we need some help with some tables and chairs. Just slipping out the side door, thinking it doesn't matter. It does matter because in Acts 6, they said, we need to find seven guys to do some tables and chairs and to feed some widows and orphans. And it says they prayed for them, but then when they prayed for them, it says that the church grew dramatically, that the believers greatly increased just because seven dudes got plugged into their church and started helping, it made the whole body grow. It made the whole body enlarge. It made the whole body stretch out. Why? Because they got in their place. They got to be a part of the body of Christ. That's how important your part matters. So we see here that no part is insignificant, whether we're changing a diaper or taking the trash out. We're doing the live stream. We're doing the sound. We're helping out in our life group. We're bringing food to somebody in our church that needs food, that's struggling. We're doing the landscaping. There's no part that does not matter. It all matters because if all of us are together, there's no parts missing. We all play a part in growing the body. Brother Darrell, you could come play. Y'all been looking for that sign all, all day. Whew. Ephesians 4. And I love Ephesians 4 because it echoes what it said in 1 Corinthians 12 about the body of Christ. And this is what it says in Ephesians 4. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Notice their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and to build up His church. Now, now hold on, hold on now. Pastor, I thought you were supposed to do the work of the ministry. I am, but so are you. And you, and you, and you, and you. Stop thinking I'm the only person who's a minister around here. The Bible says all of us are ministers. All of us are servants. All of us play a part in this, not just me. But it tells you why you come to church. You come to church to be equipped by people like me so you can go out and do your work for the Lord. You can go out and minister. You can be a part of what God's doing says their responsibility, that's me, is to equip God's people, that's you, to do His work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. 
This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord. And we talked about it takes maturity to stretch and to grow. Measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we'll, we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like truth. I love this because they're talking about we're the body. When everybody does their part, look at what happens. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. This is so good. As each part does its own special work. Come on, this is too good, this verses. You got a special work. Every one of you. I don't care if you've been here two weeks or 25 years. You got a part in this place and in the body of Christ. And it says, notice what happens when you do your special work and you do your special work and you do your special work and you do your special work. What happens to the whole body? It helps the other parts grow. So that the whole body, that's all of us, is healthy and growing and full of love. Come on, what a verse. How does that happen that the body's healthy and growing and full of love? When each part does its own special work. You got a part to play here at church. Not because you have to, but because you want to. Not because you're forced to, but you say, God, I don't want to hurt the body. I want to help the body. And if I'm missing from doing my part, it's going to hurt the rest of the people at this church. What about all these new people coming? Church on the Rock won't have the health and strength to do what it's called to do if I'm not doing my part. It says the body's only healthy and strong when each part does its special work. It's healthy and growing and full of love. Isn't that good? You got a part to play, church. And I'm not the only part. And what we do for God matters. What we do for His church matters. It's actually the only eternal thing that matters. Building His church. Not building a kingdom to ourselves. Not building church on the rock's name for the name of Jesus this church is going to be a region changing church not for Jordan Jacobs not for the Jacobs family not for church on the rock but for Jesus no one needs to know my name no one needs to know our church name they need to know about Jesus and if we choose to do our special part my goodness we get to be the vehicle that gets it there we get to be a church that God says, okay, I see you guys want this. You want the harvest. I'm going to send people your way. I see you, church on the rock. Man, I feel this right now. I see you stretching, church on the rock. I see you enlarging, church on the rock. I see you lengthening and strengthening your stakes, church on the rock. You're making room for growth, and I'm going to send the growth to you. Why? Because everybody's doing their part. When each part does its special work, the whole body is growing and healthy and full of love. 
the whole body. Now, I know this is not a typical let's go into the holidays message, but I, I had to share it before we got into the new year. Why? Because we need help right now as a church, but we definitely will next year because we're only going to keep growing. You have a part to play. And as your pastor, I'm asking you to go all in. You don't have to do everything, but you need to do something. And let's stop putting it off on a few people to do 20 things so we can have more of our personal time. Let's stop asking people to do 15 things because I don't know if I could do it, Pastor. I might feel stretched. Yeah, God wants to stretch you. Not to hurt you, but for you to grow. So the whole body is healthy and growing full of love. I got to close. I'm over the line, sweet Jesus. One last verse. Because you like the Bible right around here. Romans 12. Paul speaking to this local church. Notice what he says. Romans 12 and verse 9. Now he's speaking to a local church just like us. They happen to be at Rome. We happen to be at New Albany. Notice what he encourages this church to do. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. And take delight in honoring each other. Now, how do we do that? He's going to tell you how. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. You realize when you serve other people in this church and you serve all the new people and you serve your community, it's showing the love of God. And Paul says, when you love each other with genuine affection and you honor each other, the byproduct of that will be serving the Lord enthusiastically. It will be serving the Lord with all your heart. It will be serving and giving. It's not just, I love you, brother. It's, I'm doing something about it. I'll bring you food when you need food. I'll watch your kids when you need your kids watched. I'll take out the trash at church. I'll run the cameras this week. I'll come up and do the landscaping. I can vacuum a little bit. Why? Because we're all in this family together. And when we love and honor each other, the byproduct is serving the Lord enthusiastically. You with me? Can I get an amen in this church today? Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting me speak freely. I love you. I know I challenged you, but it's to help everyone in here. So this is what we're going to do. Let's stand up together and we're going to pray. But I got a challenge for you as we leave because I just talked about this this entire time. I talked about helping and serving in your church. We need more help at this church doing what we're called to do. So this is what is going to happen at the end of the service. We're going to put some information on the screen where you can sign up to be a part of a team at Church on the Rock. And we also have a couple tables in the back with staff members right now if you want to sign up to be a part of helping at church, serving at church. Now, Pastor, why are you doing it right now? Because I know you guys. And I know church people. 
and your heart can be right towards the Lord, but you're going to forget about this in a couple days. And, and today, God could have spoken to you about being involved, and a few days later, you're like, I think God said something to me in that service, but I don't know for sure. So I want to challenge you right when God's speaking to you right now, and you're challenged to sign up, to be involved. It's going to be on the screen in a few moments. You can use your phone and sign up online. Now, if you can't sign up to Anthony and Justin's face, I don't know how to help you. Because these are the two most pleasant faces to look at. But like I said, when you leave today, there's going to be tables. There's going to be staff members out there. And they can help you get plugged into a team. And you can ask them some questions if you want to know some questions. But it's one thing to say amen in a service, which you did. But it's another thing to say, I'm not just going to hear what pastor said today. I'm going to be a doer of the word. I'm going to be a doer of the word. Once again, if you're new here, no pressure for you. But if this is your home church, you need to do your part. This is your family. And everybody in the family has chores. Everybody needs to do their part. Why? Because if everyone does their part, it's easy for everybody. It's easy. When everyone does her special part, the word says, the body's healthy, growing, and full of love. That's what we're going to do, church. Do you take the challenge today? We need you. Why? Because we're growing. We're stretching. God's enlarging us, church, but we need everyone in here doing their part. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Did you have something you needed to say? You're good? Let's pray together today. Father, we love you today. We thank you today. We take up the challenge this morning. We take up the challenge this morning. We thank you for what you're doing in us and through us as a church family. We thank you, Father God, that we're growing, we're changing, we're stretching as a church. We thank you, Father God, we're going to step up to meet the challenges that are ahead of us. Father, we pray that we would be the church you called us to be, the region-changing church you called us to be. Help us to be a part of us. Help us to know what we're called to do. Father, we ask you right now, that you would anoint everyone in this church to be a part. And when everyone does their part, it's easy. It's easy. And the body is healthy and growing and full of love. Thank you, Father God. We get to be a part of what you're building, which is the local church on the earth. It's the solution to the world's needs is the local church. It's the hope of the world is the local church. Jesus, you said you would build your church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. We thank you. We get to be a part of building it. Not for our glory or our fame, but for your glory, Jesus. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing in this church. We thank you that we're becoming more unified, more knit together in love. And we thank you that we're stretching today. Say, I'm stretching today. I'm growing today. I want more of you, God. And I'm willing to stretch to grow into it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys. You're dismissed. Thank you so much for listening today. For more information about what's happening at Church on the Rock, visit cotrin.org.